Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the alley behind a Chicago department store discussing the 1988 horror classic, Child's Play. The film was directed by Tom Holland, who shared screenwriting credit with John Lafia and series creator Don Mancini. Drawing inspiration from Trilogy of Terror and The Twilight Zone, this film took the well-worn trope of a creepy doll and creatively fitted into the slasher subgenre. The film received mostly positive reviews from critics with praise given to the story, visual effects, and the fantastic voice work of Brad Dorif in the role of Chucky. After the box office success of this film, Mancini spawned a film franchise which still continues to this day. So, Child's Play. What were your first impressions on the film? So I know we watched this when we were kids, but I can't remember a first time I ever saw this. And then it's been so long since I've watched it that through the passage of time combined with what the franchise turned into, watching it again not too long ago, I was expecting a very high level of cheese. No, yeah, me too. I think it is because of what it turned into. Like, yeah. I don't really remember Child's Play 2 or 3. Right. Two's, I, two's good. I know the sequels following that right. don't have a lot for me there. No. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not like super cheesy. It's not. It's yeah, he's a an evil doll or like right. a possessed doll, which like I guess at this point has kind of been done to death, but it was fresh and like it's a different take on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's really great. I was surprised at how great it still is now. I agree. God, I must have been four or five when this movie came out. And um, where this was actually filmed, I lived 30 minutes away when I stayed in Chicago. Oh, shit. So when I lived with my <laughs> older brother and, you know, in Chicago, we lived in Cicero, and that's about 30 minutes away from where this was filmed. To me, like how much you love Halloween, mm-hmm. this is that movie for me. Really? When we were kids, we would quote this movie, me and my two older brothers, constantly. <laughs> Everything that came out of our mouth was child's play. Every We would watch this like over and over. And we probably shouldn't have been screaming things at each other, <laughs> as they say in this movie. Yeah, there's some stuff. Yeah, but, but here we are. Yeah. You know, there was no supervision. So it was just us. But yeah, I enjoyed this movie way more than I should. But <laughs> did it not scare you as a kid? Oh no, it did. Okay. It, it this <laughs> part I, of the fun. Yeah. I can remember and I won't ramble too long, but I remember when I was a kid and we watched this movie even for like the millionth time or whatever. We stayed a night at my cousin's house and he said that the toys would come alive at night. <laughs> and I was like, eh, you're bullshitting. And I had to sleep in the living room alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, what if his toys do wake up? <laughs> And, but, you know, the movie affected yeah. me, but I still I loved it anyway. Mm-hmm. I would still watch it and then be scared later. But <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. There's something honestly so special about revisiting the movies that scared you as a kid. Right. And you see them through new eyes, but you're you still got that. You're nostalgic like, yeah. fear. <laughs> like, I remember being on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. For them to attack me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, if these toys wake up, I'm going to fuck them up. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> One thing that really shocked me about revisiting it is how short it is. Yeah. It's no, surprisingly yeah, yeah. short. They pack a lot of yeah. story into really their quick. 87 minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I told your sister, too. I was like, damn, I don't even remember it being that short. No. no. Like, it's really short. Because it doesn't feel... I feel like 
movies that are really short have a tendency to feel rushed in areas. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that here. Like it feels like a full yeah, film. Like, yeah. So yeah, when you look at the runtime, you're like, what really? the fuck? <laughs> I read in the Hollywood Reporter that the first cut of the film was two hours long. Damn. And there were such creative differences that Tom Holland left the production in post-production. Wow. And Don Mancini came in and helped edited the film down to what we see today. I did not know that. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what else they could have added that would have, you know, they, yeah. ev- they have everything they need. I read about a couple of scenes that were cut that we can, I mean, kind of touch on as we go. But mm-hmm. yeah, not necessarily yeah, I don't needed, know. obviously. I don't know what more they could have done. Yeah. Me neither. I did read... <laughs> Something that kind of shocked me a lot. But on the first cut of the film that Don Mancini saw, the Chucky doll was voiced by Jessica Walter. What? Yeah. Lucille Lucille Bluth? Bluth? (laughs) From Arrested (laughs) Development. I guess Tom Holland was thinking about The Exorcist and how Mercedes McCambridge did the voice. And he was like, well, we can get a woman Uh, to do the voice of the doll. I see. I see. But it was like a mechanical, like evil Jessica Walter. And I want to see a cut of that. I just want to hear it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm glad they went with. Yes. Because Brad Brad Dorif is fantastic. Oh, yeah. They said that she got the evil tones right. But the kind of because there's a lot of yucks to be had in this movie. (laughs) They said that her tone was too sinister. Yikes. So, <laughs> well, she goes, It's a good guy's doll, Karen. What can it cost? $5? $10? Now, before we transfer our soul into the body of this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Pod Mortem is a very in depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's check our batteries. So the film opens right in the middle of the action. Yes, it does. Like, you're like, did I miss a scene? <laughs> Charles Lee Ray, played by Brad Dorif, is being chased through an alley by Detective Mike Norris, played by Chris Sarandon. The detective shouts into his radio that he's got the Strangler and gives the address that they're on. It's Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> He's also uh, Susan Sarandon's ex-husband. Yeah. And he's Jack Skellington. <laughs> a lot of credit. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I would love to be called a strangler. That, that's pretty cool. I'm not even going to lie. I feel like they don't really follow up on that as no, much as no. they could. But because still. you would, wait, you would love to be called the well, strangler? You know I mean? If I'm, if like, if I'm, if, <laughs> I'm, took a, me a second. if I'm, if I'm a bad guy or whatever, mm-hmm. Well, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, there's the strangler. It's like, yes, I am. Maybe if you're like in the mafia or At something. Least get, well, a, get a cool name. The clamps. Yeah. The clamps. Yeah, see? <laughs> I read that they named him Charles Lee Ray as a like compilation of Charles Manson, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. I thought that was interesting. So just Damn. make him super evil. Yeah. Super evil. <laughs> Detective Norris also just like whips off his coat and throws it. Okay, I yeah. actually have something to say about that. Okay. In the original script, I don't know if Charles Lee Ray knew who he was. I don't know what the deal is, but in the original script, Detective Norris was dressed as a woman. Is this a B- Bugs Bunny cartoon? And that's him, throwing, <laughs> that's him throwing his red dress off. Oh, wow. Oh. So then he would be chasing after him naked or like in I his guess it was or? a bulky dress. Wait, so he was wearing a fully clothed a full underneath. suit underneath. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I read that and I was like, what the fuck? Because, yeah, he's like, no. But we see a parked police car return to life with the lights going and the sirens blaring as it speeds off to meet the detective. We then see Charles rounding the corner, handgun at the ready, taking cover and trading shots with Detective Norris. 
Charles dives over a parked car on the way to his getaway van, but before he can reach the vehicle, he's shot in the leg by Norris. We then see Eddie Caputo, Charles' getaway driver, played by Neil Gentoli, watching all of this happen as the cop car arrives on the scene. He's like, oh, shit, <laughs> and just drives away. <laughs> yeah, just left his ass. With friends like these. Yeah, who, yeah. Seriously. who needs enemies? He literally leaves him screaming and crying in the yeah. street. <laughs> and limping, because he was shot in the leg. Yeah. He does not care. But as he's screaming after the van, the cop car just drives straight past him and pursues the van instead. There is a clear moment of ADR where you hear Norris saying, Jack, get the van. And I'm <laughs> I'm guessing like test audiences must have been like, why didn't the cop go after Charles? And they're yeah. like, shit, we got to put that in go there. Go get the van. Yeah. Charles seeks cover in front of a toy store, firing another shot at Norris, who yells for him to give up. Charles apparently isn't much of a quitter, and he shoots the lock on the door to this toy store, rushing inside as the alarm's going off. Norris is right on his tail, though, and he heads inside, and we get this POV shot of him beginning his search for Charles. He looks over to the right, and we see a massive display of dozens of good guys' dolls. Mm -hmm. Just as we do, though, the title Child's Play appears on screen with a musical sting, and that was a choice. I mean... <laughs> I get in the middle of yeah. Uh, all right. I get why they did it, but it's like it really cuts the tension of the scene. Yeah. I'm like by the way, you're watching right. a movie. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. But Norris heads off after Charles, who's hiding behind a good guy's doll that's just freeballing it out of the box on display. <laughs> Between I guess like some pillars, Charles takes a shot at Norris and he misses, but Norris returns fire, shooting Charles right in the chest, and he falls over. And he's like so resigned. He's like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, just yeah, like, he, he has no. All right. Here yeah, we go. I guess that's it. After shooting him, though, Norris rounds the corner and we see a trail of blood and he follows it. Charles stumbles into some shelves and realizes he's bleeding out. That's when he's just like, well, I guess that's <laughs> I guess it. That's <laughs> I guess that's it for me. But he shouts at Norris, promising revenge and also saying that he'll get Eddie, too, no matter what. Oddly, Norris does not follow the sound of his screaming no. voice. <laughs> well, He's reacting like it's coming from all around him. But I feel like Charles Lee Ray is awfully vengeful and angry for someone who's completely in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah, Eddie Caputo did fuck him over, but right. come how, on. How many people did you strangle? You're a murder. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on now. Um, I, I, well, he's, hey, if he's, uh, he's a bad guy, you know, he's... He gets off on things like that, so why not be mad? Are you trying to use the different strokes for a different folks <laughs> argument? Yeah, I'm just saying. Some people know? like to strangle people. Some, yeah, people, some, some people like... Think the cucumber tastes better pickle. pickle. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. This too, what he's yelling is mm -hmm. a is a another one, and I'll point him out, and I know I'll get annoying with it, but another thing <laughs> oh, we that used you to scream at each other, <laughs> and it was just you know what I mean. It didn't yeah. matter if it was across the house or when we got into an argument or whatever. You were hearing some shit going on. <laughs> but Charles continues on, repeating to himself that he has to find somebody. Eventually, he bumps into the good guy's dolls display, knocking all of them on top of him, and he falls on the floor. We see him turn one of the boxes to face him, and he smiles sickly, taking the doll out of the box. He puts his hand on its chest and begins to chant ritualistically, and we see a storm brewing through a window in the ceiling. It's very 80s, the storm. <laughs> yeah, I gotta admit that. But the chant ends in a scream as lightning strikes the store, fucking exploding it. This motherfucker ain't joking. No. Uh, he was <laughs> dying all. anyway. No. Like, yeah. Take my shot. Yeah. 
I did find that it was odd that the chant was obviously in a different language than English. Right. But then part of the chant was, give me the power. Yeah. I beg you. <laughs> like, it's part of it. That's part. That's his contribution to the chant. Right. Yeah, like, this makes it right. specific like, no, to me. Please, though. Right. Please help me. I'm dying. Please. Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. <laughs> But Norris literally flies through the air as we see the storefront windows explode glass into the street. And I did not remember that fucking 80s action situation (laughs) at all. It's very dramatic. It is for a horror film. Yeah. (laughs) But according to The Hollywood Reporter, the voodoo ritual angle wasn't in the original script at all and was added in rewrites. Huh. Yeah, no. And oddly, Don Mancini, to this day, not much of a fan. Well, I mean, can you imagine writing something and then people being like, nah, let's completely do something different? I'd be like, be a little, well, well, fuck me, I guess. I'd be salty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but who's to know if they didn't do whatever he wanted, if it would have gotten this. True. You know, Good point. Yeah. yeah. In the original script, I don't think Charles Lee Ray was a character at all. Oh, no. God. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's weird. Yeah. But Norris gets up walking through the rubble of the store to find Charles's dead body, who kind of has a smirk on his face. Like, well, he knows. Yeah. He's like, I got the last <laughs> laugh on this. But we zoom into the face of the doll before dissolving into a brightly lit apartment adorned with birthday decorations. We hear a super jolly cartoon playing on the television. In the cartoon, one of the good guys' dolls fucking rappels down from a helicopter <laughs> <laughs> to, I guess, befriend a lonely little boy. So these things take friendship very seriously. Very. That, that music was getting down. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, that's just bumping. It's impressive. And they're like, this is for children, but we're going to get our own. Gonna... <laughs> Andy Barclay, played by Alex Vincent, who is a six-year-old child, walks into the living room lamenting to himself that he's already seen this cartoon and then he heads into the kitchen. It's funny to me that he was disappointed in a rerun. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was a kid, I'd be like, Scooby-Doo's on right yeah, hell it right yes. yeah. But once he's in the kitchen, he pops some toast into the toaster and pours a bowl of Good Guys brand cereal. He also appears to be wearing pajamas that look like the overalls that the Good Guys dolls wear. So this kid has ate the fuck up yeah. over this <laughs> product line. <laughs> Andy clumsily spills milk everywhere and then adds a spoonful after spoonful of sugar to the cereal that I'm sure is already 99% sugar. Absolutely. The whole time I'm literally cringing, I guess, as a mom watching this. (laughs) It's you're tearing me apart, Andy. Like literally. No, he's making a real mess. Yeah, I hate to see it. He's trying not to mess up, but he's he's... doing. It's very cute, but it's one of those situations like when your kid's helping you in the kitchen, you're like, no, just like. Yeah, just just, hold on. Just scoot over. Just watch me. Just stay right there. Sit at the bar. Talk to me. (laughs) Just be here. But he gets distracted by the TV on the TV. There's an advertisement boasting that kids can now get their very own Good Guys doll. We see a man-sized Good Guys doll, and it's honestly frightening (laughs) as hell. Yeah, the head's all giant. It looks crazy. But Andy's like, say what now? Yeah. We then see a regular-sized Good Guys doll talking, and honestly, it's frightening as hell. (laughs) But Andy's down for it, like you said. He's like, wow. Yeah. And the toast then pops out of the toaster, so he heads back into the kitchen and snags it immediately without burning his hands. I, I had the exact same thought. Because that toast was black. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I thought that too. I was like, come on, that shit yeah. would have been hot. <laughs> I was like, there are no precautions. Like, what's the setting on this toaster, Freddy yeah. Krueger? <laughs> <laughs> but he throws it on a plate and basically puts an ice cream scoop size of butter yeah. on yes. top. <laughs> he then puts all the food on the tray and carries it out. 
Andy sees a display box of the doll on television and looks over at a wrapped gift that has a similar shape. He smiles like hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, my mom came through. What? It's like, I know what that is. Oh, yeah. But he goes in and he wakes up his mom, spilling that balanced breakfast all over the place. Yes. Andy sets the tray on her nightstand, shouting for her to wake up. Karen Barclay, played by Katherine Hicks, does wake up and she wishes her son a happy birthday as he presents her breakfast to her. Instead of going all Gordon Ramsay on him, which she had every right to do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just tells him that she'll eat it later and then pulls him on the bed, blows a raspberry on his stomach, and they start to like horse around a little bit. I figure she's waiting until it's not his birthday to tell him to never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> but she tells him happy birthday again, and he asks if he can open his presents. When she says that he can, they rush into the living room. We can hear an anchor on the news talking about the death of Charles Lee Ray from the night before, but Karen mutes that shit real quick. Well, they really interrupted a children's show to talk about (laughs) someone being murdered in a toy store? They're like, get your parents. Well, (laughs) if it's just like, you got to remember, though, back in the day, we had just a couple of channels that were like local channels and whatever, like even here. Oh, that's right, yeah. So if he was watching a local channel, they would have, you know, we got a news break, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I get it. It's just a bit much. I know, I know. Like, sorry to disturb (laughs) you, kids, but... (laughs) Somebody fucking died. And you know where he died? Right next to the fucking good guy's door. Right right where you buy your presents? He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to scar you for life, but... Andy does grab the good guy's doll-shaped box, and he tears it open, and it's a pair of jeans. And it's not only a good guy's doll-shaped box, it's got good guy's wrapping paper on it. So, like, Mom, come on. Like, that, you don't wrap clothes in that. She's like, maybe he'll like to look at the wrapping paper later. I mean, I don't know. You're setting this child up for disappointment. You know, the worst part is that the jeans don't even fit. She's like, we'll have to take these yeah. in a couple. <laughs> and she's just like, holy shit. But she concedes that he probably wants toys instead of clothes. So she's like, go ahead and open up the other gift. He does. And it's a good guy's brand tool set. He immediately said, instead of saying thank you, he's like, I really nope. wanted the doll <laughs> yeah, well, no, to like, go with it. To go with it. Yeah. He's like, I still want this. He's like, hey, mom, you know, it complete the set. <laughs> <laughs> but Karen apologizes because she didn't know about the doll in time to save up for it this month. That's real shit. It is. But I just want to say, if they're trying to make the Barclays poor, maybe don't give them a bomb ass apartment in yeah, Chicago. It's, it's beautiful. It was nice. There's no yeah. way she's affording that place on her salary. Yeah. But that morning at the department store, Karen's at work when her friend Maggie Peterson, played by Dina Manoff, bursts in and tells her that there's a peddler in the alley who is selling a good guy's doll. She's like, isn't that the one Andy wanted? And she's like, yeah. But they rush outside into a massive fucking alley that I yeah. that has to be a set. There's no way it, that's a it, real alley. It has to be. No, they're they're pretty. In Chicago? Yeah. They're... It's like a building. <laughs> well, no, they're in the back. That's like well, a loading yeah. dock. Oh, shit. You're oh, right. I didn't okay, even think about that. Okay. Like we take our alley seriously yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fuck around. Do not disparage them. But they go out there to check out the doll. The peddler, played by Juan Ramirez. Now, I call him the peddler because his name is literally peddler. Yeah. In the script. He doesn't even get a name. A lot of character development. Oh, yeah. But he wants $30 for it. And Maggie tries to haggle, but Karen's like, no, I'm going to buy it outright because of how bad Andy wants it. Oh, well, yeah. And Maggie is like 
super pissed at this dude. Yeah, I don't know why. And then she she's like, that's probably stolen anyway. Y'all knew when you yeah, came you down here dude, she that asked, this shit was stolen. She asked him, how do we know it isn't stolen? It's like... <laughs> it's stolen. <laughs> you know, yeah. This doll just came out. A street peddler is yeah. selling it to you for $30. It's like asking a drug dealer, are these legal? <laughs> no. <laughs> the doll fell off a truck. Yeah, all right? That's exactly. all you need to know. Well, see, what, what does the world come to where we can't go into a back alley, buy a doll we want? <laughs> Without getting the third yeah, degree. Exactly. Was I the only one that thought the peddler looked like Paul Rubens? Ever since I was a kid, I thought... Because <laughs> I... <laughs> when I was a kid, I connected it in my brain. I'm like, wow, I can't believe Pee Wee Herman played the... Why, why would Pee Wee do <laughs> Played that? the peddler on Child's Play. <laughs> but after buying the doll, they head back inside. However... Karen is admonished by her fucking stereotypical asshole boss, yeah. Mr. Criswell. Yeah, this dude has mad asshole manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was he wearing a bow tie? Am I mistaken? Right? No, that yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, they're really right. trying to make you hate this dude. <laughs> but he also comes bearing the bad news that Karen will have to work late because another employee is sick. When she tries to get out of it because it's her son's birthday, he insinuates that he'll fire her. Even Maggie is like, I'll do it. And he's like, you don't work in joy. Yeah. How fucking, come on, dude. Don't do this. Dick. Yeah. Like, bro, say, come You're on. just a piece of shit. Capitalism is poison. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he's like, look, I'll give you a break at five to pick Andy up from daycare, but you have to be back at seven. How gracious. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thankfully, Maggie is a real one. And she says that she'll watch Andy for her until she's off from work. In the next scene, we see Karen and Andy in their apartment, and before Andy can rush off to go watch Good Guys on TV, Karen hands him another wrapped box. This time, it's not pants. <laughs> <laughs> he is over the fucking moon to see that it's a Good Guys doll, and Karen asks him to show her how it works. He introduces himself very loudly to the doll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Andy! The doll's like, hey, you don't have to shout Chill out. in my face. But the doll responds, hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend till the end. And so I know Char Charles equals Chucky and whatnot, obviously, but does every doll have a different name? Because the doll in the commercial was called Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So are they programmed to, this is some serious shit before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know how, that's impressive. Well, it's good guys, duh. So that's I true. guess there's a bunch of them yeah. that all look exactly the same. Like, look, we, they can't all be named Oscar. <laughs> but Andy hugs Karen, thanking her. Later that night, Maggie's babysitting Andy, and Andy's working on some good guy's construction while Chucky, I guess, presides over the job as foreman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there. Yeah. There's another report on the news, however, saying that Eddie Caputo, Charles's getaway driver, has escaped the precinct. Chucky's head snaps the TV to listen yeah. in. No, he's literally like, what what they just say? Yeah, but <laughs> Andy's like, hey, you know, I need to know if we're over budget on, yeah. <laughs> on this project or not. You're not even paying attention, <laughs> yeah. man. It's <laughs> how rude. And then Chucky's like, hey, want to play? But before they can, Maggie tells Andy it's time for bed. Andy leans down as if Chucky's whispering in his ear and then tells Maggie that Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news. She's like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tried it. I'm yeah. sure she's like, he's just trying to stay trying up on the or something. But that's so specific. He's not like, can we watch my good guy's tape? He's like, yeah. I'm going to watch the nine o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> the traffic is going to be murder tomorrow, and I need to know. I need to know about it. <laughs> but she scoops both Andy and Chucky up, and they head off to bed. She's a little rough with Chucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't realize how. I mean, if, but imagine if she had switched, it would be. <laughs> Well, just <laughs> fucking dangling Andy by, yeah. Andy by his arm. <laughs> but Maggie goes in the kitchen to put the dishes away after she takes them to bed, and Andy goes to the bathroom to brush his teeth. 
But suddenly the TV comes on in the living room and we hear that it's the nine o'clock news broadcast. It startles Maggie who heads into the living room. When she gets in there, she sees that Chucky's got a front row seat watching the news and she's like kind of cautiously... I mean, well, what? I mean, it's weird. He said he wanted to watch <laughs> yeah. the nine o'clock news. That's what she gets for not listening. I, I guess. mean, he told her. What's funny is the scene right before this when she has Andy go to brush her teeth. Mm-hmm. I had her rewind it because she's putting the dishes away. And then she picks up the dishes and she asks him, Andy, are you brushing your teeth? Mm-hmm. And then and he, he sure is. Yeah, he is. Oh, and yeah. he says, yeah. But then when you go back to the scene, she's picking up the dishes. She just put away five <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. The house is like a black hole <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> but Maggie shuts off the TV and grabs Chucky by the arm again, taking him to Andy and scolding him for, I guess, thinking he orchestrated yeah, the whole thing. He put him there. Which I guess is a logical leap. Yeah, yeah, but he's like, I didn't. He doesn't even know what she's yeah, talking she didn't about. Even... Yeah, he says he didn't. Yeah. But she takes him to bed, tucks them both in, and she tells Andy happy birthday and good night. After she leaves, though, Andy leans over to Chucky and she's like, I told you Aunt Maggie would get mad if you watch the news. And Chucky just lets it happen. Yeah. He doesn't say <laughs> anything. <laughs> Later that night, Maggie is reading a book and watching an old movie on television in the living room. We see the doorknob turn on Andy's door, and in a POV shot, we see someone sneaking around and peeking in on Maggie. We then see someone run behind Maggie, pulling a chair away from a desk. I read that that was Alex Vincent's little sister, dressed up in the Chucky clothes. But for the running and stuff, yeah, it was Andy's little sister. Right. I thought that was very cute. It flew across there. It's a tiny body. It was like a blur. Yeah. (laughs) They could have just thrown the doll and gotten the same effect. (laughs) What's funny to me is the way that they use the camera to not show a lot. Yeah. And it's so smart. Like, I read that they kind of compared it to the way you don't see the shark in Jaws. Right. And it's such a smart move. It it really is. Yeah. Because it's like, well, was that Andy? Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. But Maggie gets up to investigate, and she does assume that it's Andy, obviously. She looks down the hall, and she sees that Andy's door is opened. Then she goes to the front door where she finds the chair is up against it with the door unlocked. She locks it again, but hears a banging noise behind her in the kitchen. In the kitchen, she sees that there's flowers spilled all over the floor, but then the phone behind her on the wall rings and she nearly jumps out of her skin. Understandably. Oh, yeah. It's Karen checking in and she tells Karen that everything's fine, that she kind of just got spooked by, you know, being alone in the house. Right. Even though she's not alone in the house, but I guess she's the only adult in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my question was, how late is this department store open? Uh, great oh, question. Yeah. Because the nine o'clock news was already on. And you that really, had to be hours really ago, need right? You jewelry counter and department store open at, what, 10, 11 o'clock at night? Well, what if someone wants a necklace well, at midnight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll, where will they go, Nay? Think of the customer. Okay, all right. They're always right. (laughs) That's what I've heard. (laughs) But she gets off the phone with Karen, and she goes to clean up the flowery mess that she found. We then see a POV shot of someone picking up the good guy's hammer from the toolkit. The hammer looks real. Yes, it does. Would they include that? (laughs) It's just... We had different toys back then. (laughs) Were the screwdrivers real? Yeah. (laughs) But Maggie thinks she hears a noise behind a potted plant, and when she goes to look behind it, she doesn't find anything. I like how they zoom in on nothing being there. <laughs> They're like, like, see? Uh, I, I do want to say, too, and I know you guys are really good about this. 
but the music like yes. had me going the whole time. Yes. And I was Absolutely. like, oh shit, I know what's going to happen. But even I'm still like, what the fuck's back there? I totally you know? agree. And I've seen this movie a thousand times, mm-hmm. but it, it did. I was like, man, this music. I was like, fuck, I'm stuck in the scene. Like, <laughs> you know, what's crazy is you don't really hear people talk about the music from Child's Play at all. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's uh, really good. But Maggie realizes she's just scaring herself until she turns around and gets hit right square in the face with that real hammer (laughs) the obviously yeah yeah it's so abrupt it really is like you're not they've built the tension so well that you think it's gonna keep going yeah you're not expecting that at all but she stumbles backwards and i guess kind of launches herself out of the window falling several stories and crashing into the roof of a parked car the force that took yeah like it's unbelievable when she was wearing those boots all through that that's why you take your shoes off when you come inside she probably wouldn't have gone flying out the window (laughs) i feel like i mean you get the cool visual of the window crashing yeah but it would have i think it would have made more sense if the window was just already open and she fell out that's a good point i read that originally in the original script chucky was gonna electrocute her while she was in the bathtub and I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that because I feel like a lot of horror movies, especially at this time, will use any flimsy excuse to get one of the actresses naked. There's oh, no yeah. reason for Maggie to be taking a bath right now. No, <laughs> no, because she doesn't. <laughs> no, Plus it's not her house. And no. Karen will be here probably within half an hour. Yeah. Like she's like, I felt dirty. It was all. <laughs> I it was the peddler. I was talking to that peddler. <laughs> but this is when I was like, man. The effects are actually pretty good in this film because seeing her fall from the window looked legit. Oh, yeah, no, it yeah. Did. Hell yeah. Like yeah. it didn't look like a green screen and or I, like wires. I'm or... glad you said that because that too, I was like, damn, I was yeah. like, that looked good. They really killed that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that lady's dead. <laughs> I read that they obviously used a stunt woman for the fall, but then what hit the car roof was a dummy filled with cement. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, because you just see it fucking. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> But in the next scene, we see Karen getting off of a bus, and as it pulls away, there is an absolute media circus outside of her apartment, and it's surrounded by police cars and an ambulance. I don't know how she didn't see that when the bus pulled up. I thought that too. Because she's like, either. bye guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She waved at her friends. Right. Everything <laughs> is like right there. And had her world turn upside oh, down. Oh my word. <laughs> but very frightened, she runs past the police inside who oddly do nothing to stop her one cop even looks at her as she runs past like wow she must be in a hurry (laughs) oh well and just lets her go but karen rides the elevator up to her floor and heads straight into her apartment she's halfway stopped by detective jack santos played by tommy swerdlow who asks what she's doing karen's like i live here and he's like all right just lets her go (laughs) just shoddy police work in chicago (laughs) no id no she could be a reporter wanting yeah, to get some no pictures. Kidding. Nothing. But inside, the apartment is filled with policemen and investigators. Karen frantically searches for Andy and finds him in his bedroom with Chucky and Detective Norris. But when she comes in, the cops turn to look at her like they're annoyed. Yeah. One's reading a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Saying, what is even... Is there anybody doing yeah, I anything? Know. There... <laughs> He's like, okay, the detective's talking to that boy. Yeah, Let's right. just hang out. <laughs> But she embraces Andy, and Andy says that he's all right, but he tells her that Maggie had an accident. Norris introduces himself and takes Karen into the hall to tell her what happened. And she obviously does not take it well. Well, he does not deliver it yeah, well. Yeah, no, no. Not, not at all. Not as <laughs> he, such. He does not have to tell her like that. No. But he takes her into the kitchen, and he shows her the broken window. But then he draws her attention to tiny footprints that were left in the flower on the countertop. She immediately understands what he's implying and is not at all here for it. 
Norris is like, yeah, well, we already checked the shoes in the closet. Came out like, because <laughs> he's obviously saying, I think Andy killed yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> your friend. But Andy does come in and he's holding Chucky and he's saying that Chucky wants to know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, take me in there. Right. Yeah. Norris notices Andy's pajamas have shoes on them and asks to take a look. First of all, how can that be comfortable at all? <laughs> but he asks, he's like, what are those? <laughs> Not like, what are those? Yeah. But <laughs> he's like, what are those? And Andy's like, good guy PJ sneakers. He's like, yeah. what are you, new? Yeah, yeah. He's like, doesn't everybody sleep with these? Right. <laughs> but Norris takes a look at him and he sees a design on the bottom. But then Karen pulls Andy away from him and tells him to go to bed and that she'll tuck him in in a minute. But those good guys pj sneakers <laughs> are flat on the bottom yeah so yeah. they're not they can't make any imprint in no flower right they're kind of like the you. like the little feety pajamas exactly right. yeah that's they're, not no they're, they're kind of hinting at the real design on the doll right yeah. but they're flat yeah they're children's <laughs> pj <laughs> shoes like we said shoddy police work <laughs> but andy goes off to bed and karen snaps at norris for his suspicion of andy he says someone had to have made those prints, but Karen basically says, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't. She's like, I'd like some time alone because she did just lose her best friend. Oh, yeah. And thankfully, Norris decides to clear out the apartment and kind of just give her some space. Back in Andy's room, he asks Chucky what they thought was so important about his sneakers. <laughs> but before he can fall asleep, he notices flour all over the bottom of Chucky's shoes. He rushes out to tell the detective that he knows who was on the counter. And Norris is like, who, Andy, who? Yeah. <laughs> He's he like, does. we got no leads, kid. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh because uh, Karen's like, no, go back to bed. He's like, no, no. <laughs> he like, pushes Karen over. He's like, you got to tell me, kid. But he's like, it was Chucky. And they're just regarding it as nonsense. And Karen does send him back to bed and she kicks Norris out. <laughs> Norris like pushes the door open, though. And he's like, you're going to call me, though, right? I thought... It was like uh, he was like trying to get a date out of this. I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. But he's like basically telling her that he doesn't like to leave loose in. So I'm like, oh, OK, well, I guess it is professional. <laughs> but as they head to the elevator, Norris tells Santos to have the autopsy report on his desk first thing. And then he passes him the good guy's hammer, which has been collected as evidence. I don't know if that would be admissible, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what secretly collecting evidence or what? Why, yeah. Why is he so suspicious of her? Who, Karen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, give me, give me information on that kid. And, her, and you know, she wasn't even home. No, she yeah. set it up. She's like, Andy, <laughs> I need Maggie Get up gone. On the counter. <laughs> yeah. But if, if Andy did it and she's trying to cover up for him, then. But she wasn't home. How? Could no, she be... I know. But I mean, she's trying to protect her son. If he yeah. did it, then you know what I mean? He's probably like. Bitch, your, ki <laughs> your kid killed her. <laughs> she taught him to leave tons of evidence. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but he tells Santos to run prints on the hammer, and he thinks he's fucking around, but Norris is not at all. Back in the apartment, Karen's washing her face when she overhears Andy talking. He says, because she saw you walking and talking? <laughs> I guess there was no hiding from her. Like, he says that. <laughs> like, he almost understands why Chucky did it. He's like, mm, okay, I get it. Makes sense. Makes sense. You were up against a wall. Yeah, right? you had yeah. no choice. <laughs> Everybody would have done what you did, Chucky. But she bursts into the room and turns on the light to see that Andy's sitting on the floor facing Chucky, who is sitting in a chair. She asks who he's talking to, and he says, Chucky, he's sitting right over there, 
which is like, yeah, we see that. Obviously, mom. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny to me to think that Chucky was just in there spilling all the tea. Yeah. Like, look, this is this is what happened. Yeah. (laughs) This is why it happened. (laughs) Things went a little topsy turvy. I had to (laughs) hit her with a hammer and knock her out the window. All right. And the crazy thing is that in the original script, they kind of left a lot more ambiguity. If you don't have that voodoo thing that you see at the beginning, you're like, is Andy fucking murking people? Yeah. Right. They, <laughs> they played with it a lot longer that this could just be Andy. And he's like, no, man, it was the doll. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting angle. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know but, but I mean, so it was still a good guy doll. Yes. But you didn't know anything about it. Not really. Well, what you knew, for some reason, the film, I think, when Don Mancini wrote it originally, was called Blood Brothers. Blood Buddy. Blood Buddies, that's right. Because the doll was named Buddy. And the doll had latex skin that could be cut, and there was blood inside of it. So it came with Buddy brand Band-Aids. JP looks really displeased. That's fucking stupid. You You haven't even heard it yet. You haven't even heard it yet. In the original script, Andy cuts his hand and mixes it with Buddy's blood, and they become blood, blood buddies. buddies. But and then so, in theaters now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buddy proceeds to kill people who give Andy a hard time. No. That's, <laughs> first I'm not, off, it's I'm not, not kidding. It's not blood. It's fake blood. <laughs> So That's did true. his are they did, filling these dolls? Not to buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Not to buddy. But so then that would mean that Andy's blood made him come alive. That's the right. yeah. That's the hook. Yeah. There's no, no Charles Lee. Ray. There is yeah. Andy's not magical. He's not. He would need. Well, not to in do, this film. Well, no. Well, kidding, what, you know what what's mean? going on with Andy that he thinks it's appropriate to cut to his cut hand himself? Yeah, <laughs> and then like and rub his blood in with this doll's blood. Well. Best friends till the end. I don't know. I don't know, man. But thankfully, Charles Lee Ray is in this picture. Yes. Karen asks Andy what Chucky's been saying. And Andy's like, Chucky said his real name is Charles Lee Ray. And that he's been sent down from heaven by Andy's dad to play with him. Which is very sad, A. And B, you mean to tell me that he told him his name was Charles Lee Ray? Yeah. More spilling of the tea. That is actually hilarious to think about. But (laughs) one of the scenes that was cut from the film is when Karen first gives him Chucky. He goes in his room and there's a picture of his dad. And he's like, that's my dad. He's in heaven, whatever, whatever. And so he kind of uses that. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, and this is why you need to stay up on your local true crime because uh, precisely. if I'm Karen, I'm like, did you just fucking say Charles Lee Ray, the strangler? <laughs> that's the Lakeshore yeah. Strangler. Yeah. Right. The other no. thing that's interesting is that he doesn't really need Andy anymore because he brought that chair. He could have just unlocked that door and left. I don't understand. <laughs> you know? Well, he's got a sweet ride if he just kind of hangs out <laughs> with true. the kid. He's like, know? I got to see how this first yeah, murder right. shakes out. You know, and to be fair, this dude's fucked up, so he might be having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the real kicker is when Karen asks what else Chucky told him. And he's like, he said Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. Karen's like, Andy, right. <laughs> chill out, kid. What yeah, the hell? <laughs> you have to go in like that. And there were really no, f- there there weren't a lot of follow up questions here. She was just like, "How could you say something like that? Not where did you hear yeah. that?" I would think maybe one of the cops was being an asshole and Andy overheard yeah. it. 
Well, he just he's like, are you yelling at me because of Aunt Maggie? And she's like, yeah, Andy, I guess I am. Yeah. And then they're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, he apologizes and he's like, I'll stop making up stories. And she's like, thanks, champ. I was like, champ, yeah. he just called your dead best friend a bitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're just going to let that go. All right. I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't know how to right. do it. Uh, two, I want to say one thing real quick hmm. I to kind of go along what you guys were saying. So do you did she not notice that every time he answered her, he looked at Chucky first for confirmation? Yeah, like he would look like, is that OK? He's like, that's a story, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. There's a lot of moments in this movie where it's like you should have seen yeah. what's been going and even on. Even if it's like, well, something, you know, something's going on. It's like, why do you keep looking at that doll like yeah. that? Yeah. Are you OK? You know what I mean? <laughs> even if it's like something like yeah, no, yeah, delusion, yeah, yeah. Yeah. delusional, you know? But that's, yeah, that's, no, it's a good point. <laughs> and he's like, he said his name was, what was it? Charles, right? Charles, right, yeah. Charles, Charles Lee, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Andy declines an invitation to sleep in his mom's bed that night because he's got Chucky. So they say goodnight and Karen leaves. Andy tells Chucky that he was right that Karen wouldn't believe him and they both go to sleep. I say both because Chucky's eyes close. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't. thought that he's was had, funny. He's, he's like, I gotta rest night. too. Yeah. The next morning, Karen drops Andy off at school. You'd think he earned a day at home, but okay. That was my exact yeah. thought. I mean, my first thought is this kid probably needs some counseling. Yes. Failing that, at least let him take a day off. Like, at least let him take a day off. Well, he didn't, I don't, he didn't see her die, right? He I didn't mean, he see just... her die, but he's close enough to her that he calls her Aunt Maggie. No, yeah, and yeah you're right. she died right. while yeah. he was there. Get the kid yeah. at least one session of counseling. Well, she does a real quick. She's like, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you good, like, Andy? Good? All right. Well, didn't he say what? She had an accident. So yeah. maybe he's just like, well, she had an accident. Something happened. Still, I, he deserves a day to unpack No, you're it. right. You're kid's right. more adult yeah, than me. You're right. Yeah. Because honestly, Maggie seemed pretty cool. Yeah. She seemed really <laughs> cool. But the odd thing is that he's brought Chucky to school with him. Yeah. <laughs> And then we also see another kid behind them yeah. bringing in a good guy's doll. It's a maybe it's, toy. A, yeah, maybe uh. it's a show and tell situation. Maybe. I've also got a good guy's yeah. doll. <laughs> the crazy thing is that I also read that the original intention of this film, it was supposed to be a dark satire. And mm. Screen Rant said that it was going to satirize the ill effects of advertisement on children. I mean, it still kind of gets in that way. point yeah. across. Yeah, just in a different <laughs> slashery kind of way. Yeah. yeah. But Andy goes inside and Karen walks away. Not even five seconds later, Andy peeks his head out, checks to make sure the coast is clear and sneaks out of school with Chucky. Andy's like, we out this bitch. <laughs> and nobody stops him. No. And 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 this was the problem I had on... Um, Dr. Sleep. On Dr. Sleep. Right. Thank you. Was nobody noticed that? <laughs> no, no, school nobody, is this yeah. way. <laughs> it's like where Fucking are blown you up going? Spot. Yeah, it's like where are you going, little boy? Yeah, you don't belong that way. So you mean to tell me Karen was the last parent? Well, and to teachers, no, yeah. teachers stand outside until all the kids come inside. Not in Chicago, yeah, they not, don't. <laughs> not in '88. <laughs> yeah, but we see them get on the subway <laughs> with not one adult asking Andy where his parents are. He is in unaccompanied six-year-old six talking to a doll mm -hmm. right having full-on conversations yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and nobody's like are you okay <laughs> well that's probably why yeah we're talking like, to kid. that doll fuck yeah. that i'm not getting involved i yeah. got enough on my plate <laughs> <laughs> but andy gets off at 43rd street taking directions from chucky who's whispering in his ear 
He eventually arrives at a really beat up building, but sits Chucky down on a chair outside and tells him he has to stay there because Andy's got to take a piss. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long trip. Chucky, not one to follow orders, makes a beeline for that house while Andy's back is turned. I don't think they needed to add in the sound of Andy actually peeing, though. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was a little much. They're like, the kid's not a liar. We got to put it in. He's actually peeing. Yeah. But inside, we see Eddie Caputo is asleep with a gun lying right next to him. The camera makes sure that we see that this place is infested with rats, though. Oh, my God. The rats literally fucking just take me to prison. (laughs) (laughs) He can't handle it. I want no part of this shack rat situation that he has going on. Want to be king of the rats? No, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) But we see a POV shot of Chucky's hand opening up the oven and turning on the gas stove, the sound of which wakes Eddie, who starts searching his house with his gun. That dude went in there with a plan. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm going to blow this motherfucker up. (laughs) Outside, Andy calls out for Chucky, who is MIA. Eddie cautiously makes his way downstairs with his gun drawn. Sidebar, this is when I realized that the guy who plays Eddie is the same actor as the guy who made Jerry Seinfeld shoot the bootleg movies on Seinfeld. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. He's probably passed out from his feed bag. (laughs) (laughs) This guy stays playing criminals, but... After hearing some pots clanging in the kitchen, he fires off a few shots in the direction of the noise. Andy, for some reason, immediately (laughs) runs in the direction of the sound of gunfire. Don't run towards gunshots, Andy. He was looking for Chucky, man. What are you talking about? But (laughs) he's He's like, like, Chucky, Chucky's in danger. (laughs) Came to handle some business. Yeah. Back inside, Eddie makes his way into a room adjacent to the kitchen, but here's Andy outside, thankfully, holding his fire as he sees him walk by through the window, calling out to Chucky. There's a loud crashing sound and laughter behind Eddie, so he turns his attention to the kitchen door. We see that the oven is wide open and we hear the gas hissing, and Eddie, who is probably regretting his shoot-first, ask-questions-later approach, just fucking throws the door open, fires his gun, and explodes the entire house. Like, I mean, when I say explode, I mean like (laughs) die-hard level 80s action And somehow Andy, who was just outside, is not hurt. He does not have a scratch on him. I I, thought that too. I was like, what the fuck? Shouldn't he get some burns or debris? Something. Part of the roof hit him in the... I mean, I don't know. But in the next scene, we see Karen arriving at the police station, immediately bumping into Detective Norris. He asks if she's picked Andy up from school, and she says she hasn't and came right from work when she got his call. They go into his office, and he says that he doesn't know how to tell her something. Now... His ass knew that she didn't pick up Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Is he just testing her to see if she's a liar? Like, what was that? It's like, yeah, he's at home. Mm, this mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-mm. They're You're under cahoots. arrest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we then see Santos interrogating Andy, who is just calmly sipping some water with Chucky by his side. And you cannot do that. Like, there was no, no parental consent. I was like, is this making a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky gave Maggie the pile driver. (laughs) But he tells Santos that the reason Maggie fell out of the window is because Maggie saw Chucky and it scared her so much that she fell out. Santos is like, okay, well, why did Chucky want to see Eddie Caputo? To me, at this point, if I'm Santos, I might start connecting the dots a little bit. Yes. Because I'm like, what What the fuck does this kid... Unless this kid was the brains of the operation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. He has no reason to go see Eddie Caputo. No. But before Santos can get an answer, Karen walks in and Andy hugs her. Norris tells Santos to take a powder. 
Karen tells Andy that nobody believes him about Chucky and that if he doesn't start telling the truth, they're going to take Andy away from her. Yeah, mom came in hot with the reality check. Oh, yeah. Nobody like, fucking believes no this. No more fun and games. So stop. Well, she's like, you promised me last night that you weren't going <laughs> to. And you're back on your bullshit. He just wanted that doll so much. It's so he's sad. Like, just, yeah. just do whatever you want, Chucky. It was, just... yeah. He's like begging Chucky to talk. Yeah. And when Chucky doesn't and comes up with some canned line about being best friends until the end, Andy starts whooping that ass. Yeah. He does. Does he punch him in the stomach? He does. He's like, you fucker. He starts fucking him up. He does. But he turns to Karen and he tells her that Chucky said he'd kill him if he told them what was going on. And then suddenly we hear the voice of Dr. Ardmore played by Jack Colvin, who is, I guess, just been watching through two-way glass. He's like, all right, that's enough. (laughs) He's like, "Mm, I've seen everything. But I'm like, Andy, maybe lead with yeah. He's going to fucking kill me. Maybe lead with that. He put that on last. He's like, yeah. all right, well, if nothing else works, yeah. I'm this a dead man. <laughs> he said he's going to kill me. <laughs> but Dr. Ardmore suggests that maybe Andy should stay under their care for a couple of days, which seems a bit rash to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as you know, it's just a kid making up stories. So Kids make up stories all the time. Yeah. Him having to stay back or not go home or whatever do they think that he went there and blew up eddie caputo in his house is that what they think happened for with what motive though yeah he killed maggie Uh uh-huh got on the train the next day the next day and fucking blew away eddie caputo that's (laughs) yes that's what they think they're like this kid is dangerous (laughs) and wouldn't wouldn't he have like debris or like something something on him the guy's got nothing no it's like that if that house exploded some <laughs> shit you'd have something what you know evidence what I mean? do you yeah. have to even keep this kid none none but in the next scene we see karen returning home alone with the chucky doll she sits down on the couch and almost out of desperation tells chucky to say something chucky just tells her that he likes to be hugged which same <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, it's probably time to get rid of this doll, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, why would you release the doll from custody? I know it's a doll. <laughs> but, but did you see the flower the, on yeah. his... Oh, to be it's, fair, they have the same amount of evidence to, against Chucky okay, that they yeah, have against that is Andy. True. And they kept Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she walks into the kitchen and she pours herself a glass of water. The box that the doll came in catches her attention and she picks it up and looks at it only for the batteries to fall out of the box. Fuck. Yeah. Just an oh shit. Oh no. Yeah. Game changing moment. Yeah. She drops the box and slowly makes her way over to Chucky. I would have grabbed something, took it with me. (laughs) Just in case. Yeah. Even so, you've seen this doll move, move, talk, talk. interact with your son, and then there's no batteries. Mm -hmm. No. You know what's funny is I remember when we were children. I had like an action figure and me, you and mom saw it turn its head on its own. Yeah, I remember and that. And we threw that fucker out the window. We did. That's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> we literally that did. That is no joke. We're like, nope, we're not having a child's play situation. Yeah, well, get rid of it. <laughs> like, shit. I don't know. No second chances. <laughs> but Karen picks up Chucky and flips him over, discovering that there are no batteries inside. Chucky's head then does a 180 facing Karen and asks if she wants to play. She drops it screaming and it rolls under the couch by itself. <laughs> the, I laughed because he knew the jig was up and yeah. he just went for it. <laughs> I yeah. thought I was like, the ball's on this dude, man. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Check my batteries yeah, and so that like, I can turn around and scare you. Want to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How dare you? Like he waited. He, he seen, did. He's yeah. seen those batteries and he's like, all right, check this Here out. Here we and go. And he can hear. He heard yeah, them. He heard, like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> 
But she bends down and she cautiously pokes at Chucky and he doesn't move. I got to say, though, even, you know, we're cracking jokes and everything. The tension of this scene. Oh, is no. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Great. They're just toying, no pun intended, with your anticipation <laughs> mm-hmm. and making you actually afraid of this doll. Yeah. Well, because he knows that, you know, now. Yeah. So it's it's a totally different game. You're at not this point. tricking him. No, 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 no. no. But she drags it towards her and shakes it again with nothing happening. She asks it to talk to her again, but it won't. She's like, fine, I'll make you talk and picks him up, taking him over to the fireplace. Karen lights a fire and tells Chucky to talk to her or she's going to throw him in the fire. Suddenly, Chucky springs to life, just hurling all kinds of obscenities at her. He does. That was so funny. Out of the gate. He's like, you dumb bitch. That that fire threat really heated Uh him up. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. I want to point out here as well that when he's yelling at her, the facial movements yes. are really yeah. fucking great. And I'm glad that we never heard him talk until mm-hmm. now. I agree. Because just him, Andy only hearing him still lends to that. Is this kid for real or yeah. is he full of shit? Or And then you hear him and then it's like, oh, fuck, he I was. No, yeah. this, this one scene honestly kind of changes the whole movie, yeah. like the whole Absolutely. course of the movie. And to your point... I feel like they made this film at the perfect time for animatronic work oh, yeah. and yes, yeah. puppetry to sync up in a way that's actually scary and not like something you would roll your eyes at today. I totally agree. It still holds up. But Chucky wrestles her to the ground and <laughs> he bites her arm and she throws him across the room. He gets up as she cowers and he runs right out the door. Karen follows after him, but she sees he's already headed downstairs in the elevator. She tries to chase after him on the stairs, but he's too quick for that shit. And he's already made his escape. (laughs) It's funny to me that he operated the door and the elevator (laughs) on his own. He's like, I'm getting the the chair again to get up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) the crazy thing is, according to the Hollywood Reporter, it took 12 people to operate Chucky. Wow. Number one. Number two, the puppeteer that operated Chucky's face, mm-hmm. he had to put on like a mask and it kind of mimicked his movements as he was talking with oh, wow. like That's he had to cool. sync up with Brad Dorff's pre-recorded lines. Right. And then whenever he did it, it obviously had a lot of room for error. Right. So, so many takes of oh, this to get yeah. it just right. Well, they did get it just yeah. right. Oh, yeah. I would agree. But the scene fades into Karen arriving at the police station in a taxi. By chance, she runs into Detective Norris, who is on his way out, and tells him that Andy was telling the truth. She says Chucky is alive, and he killed Eddie Caputo. She tells him everything about the batteries and the ensuing fucking fight that she had <laughs> with him. <laughs> she sounds crazy. She, she sounds does. Unfortunately. insane. And of course, he doesn't believe her. He says he sympathizes with her, but basically calls her a liar. <laughs> But she shows him the bite and she tells him, Chucky bit me. Yeah. And he took a bite out of crime. Yeah. Yeah. That looks rough. As she says that, though, he's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Like he is not here for that shit at all. And she's like, fine. And she takes off running back to the taxi. When he asks her where she's going, she says she bought him from a peddler and is going to go talk to him about the doll. Norris warns her not to go there this late, but the taxi's already speeding off. And then he's like, don't go there this late. But it's already, I mean, <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. I cannot hear you. And 
my question is, what information does she think she could gain from the peddler? And also, she did just implicate herself in a crime by saying, I bought this fucking bootleg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. She's lucky that Norris is focused on other shit. He's but distracted. What, what, can you, what could the peddler tell you? I don't... I mean... I guess maybe we're, where he got it. I don't we're know, grasping out at straws at this yeah. point. I He's think. like, oh, I got this doll from the devil. <laughs> oh, well, that's well, what that, it is then. Oh, right. Fuck, sense. I should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> and he still made me pay 30 bucks for no, it? No, right. <laughs> Fucker. But in the next scene, we see Karen making her way through an admittedly seedy part of Chicago and some really cool foreboding music is playing. Yeah. She starts asking around for the peddler and I'm pretty sure one of the people she asked was Jim Morrison. It- <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh because she's asking around has anybody seen him and i guess she's describing him obviously we can't we can't hear what she's saying yeah it's just like a montage and we see it but she points out her teeth yeah his teeth well, were they, fucked. they were really bad but i'm like this is america man dental care is hard to come by it is. but she's like had a real fucked up mouth it's terrible we don't all have health insurance karen. sorry karen She's being a Karen. (laughs) But Karen eventually makes her way through the cold and stumbles upon a community of unhoused people. She eventually finds the peddler and asks if he remembers her. He doesn't at first, but she jogs his memory and asks him where he got the doll originally. He asks what she'll give him if he tells her, and she's like, I don't have a lot, but you're welcome to it. And then he just kind of snatches her purse and starts going through it. Yeah, and he's like, this isn't enough. It's like, motherfucker. Yeah. Unfortunately, this, he... I mean, he kind of pushes up on her and let's just say things get uncomfortable. No fucking you, dude. Absolutely. And it's funny because when we were watching this, we watched on Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. and we had unpaused it or something. But when it started back in the corner, it said sexuality, gore, something. And I go, sexuality, it's fucking child's play. And John Paul's like, you don't remember i completely did not remember somehow i spaced out on this scene as well i think maybe i didn't want to remember yeah Yeah. he turned into a creep really really fast what may be the worst part about it all the other guys are just fucking standing watching i was just gonna say they because before it does get any worse detective norris saves the day and pulls him off of her god but there were so many people there that they were just gonna let it happen they're just standing there they were gonna watch that's fucking (laughs) horrible big mike and the boys they're just (laughs) Dirty Mike in the woods. There you go, Dirty. <laughs> but Norris pulls his gun on them and they disperse almost immediately. Like roaches when the lights come on. <laughs> They're, They're like, nope. They're like yeah. nope. Oddly, he asks them if they want a party too, which I'm like, that line's not. <laughs> <laughs> that Leave that line in the oven. It's not done yet. <laughs> but Norris grabs the peddler and asks him to answer the question. He eventually relents, saying that he got the doll from a burnt out store on Wabash. This immediately hits Norris, who, if you recall, was exploded in that store. (laughs) He was. (laughs) And they walk away, though, and Karen notices Norris's change in demeanor. She actually says, hey, wait a minute. Something that peddler said upset you. What was it? (laughs) Again, not the best line, but Norris tries to keep his cards close to his chest, but he finally admits to Karen that Charles Lee Ray died in that store. Karen's like, who? And he elaborates, but I'm like, don't you remember your kid you just were told. said? Yeah, he just told you that. And Norris was never told that Chucky is really Charles Lee Ray. No, which again is something that I I would remember my kid said that. And I'd be like, yes. wait a minute, yeah. that's what yes. Andy said. But she just lets it go. She's like, who's that again? I don't watch the news. <laughs> 
Nora says that he's the one that killed Charles Lee Ray. And she's like, why didn't you tell me that? Which he why barely would, knows you. Why would he have told her There's that? no yeah. reason, which kind of lends into what we were talking about before, taking a two-hour movie to 87 minutes. What scenes did we yeah. miss? Yeah. Maybe they slept together or something. And she's like, why didn't you tell yeah. me the... I don't know. I don't know. But he says he'll take her home so she can get some sleep. She asks if Charles Lee Ray said anything that night... And he says that he threatened to kill him and Eddie Caputo, but conveniently leaves out the ritualistic chance. Yeah. <laughs> Next to the good guy's doll. Exactly. He said something about putting his soul in a doll. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'll take it home. Wouldn't he like, like, yeah, I know you were saying earlier about them putting it together. Mm-hmm. Well, Eddie's just died. Yes. Wouldn't you kind of be like, well, fuck, yeah. maybe something's wrong. This or, is a Twilight Zone situation. Yeah. I'm next. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the next scene, when he's dropping Karen off at her apartment, he apologizes to her about everything, and he says he's sorry that they couldn't find anything. She chooses now to tell him that she found out that Chucky is Charles Lee Ray when she should have said it at the moment. When he yeah. said Charles Lee Ray. Exactly. <laughs> but she's like, where did he live before he died? And surprisingly, Norris gives her the address. <sighs> I, I thought that too. I was like, she just went to a bad side of town mm-hmm. yeah, this to lady's look desperate. for information. Why would you give her this dude's address? You know she's going to go. Of yeah. course. What else? I mean... Yeah. Why else he, is she asking? He says it like he's like, but there's nothing there. Don't yeah, worry about don't it. Worry. She's like, well, I know where I'm going tomorrow. Like, <laughs> of course. But she expresses concerns that Chucky has already killed Eddie, so Norris is probably next. He's like, that does it, and physically removes her yeah. from his car. <laughs> he's not <laughs> like, here for the bullshit. He got tired of it. But he says that he doesn't believe her because he's rational and sane. But she reminds him of what he said that night that they met, that he doesn't like loose ends. And she's like, I'm a loose end. Really good line. Very good. Yeah. She's like, you have to look into it. He just says goodnight and drives away. (laughs) (laughs) That night, Norris grabs Charles Lee Ray's file from the station and gets back into his car. He turns on the radio, pushes in his cigarette lighter and starts driving. But... We see Chucky slowly rising up from the back seat, and he immediately begins choking Norris with jumper cables. <laughs> How did he get there, though? That's a great question. And was he there when Karen was in the car as well? And he's like, just be cool. Just be yeah, cool. Just be well. cool. Like, I can't take two. <laughs> <laughs> I am a doll. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his limitations. But I was glad to see him finally living up to his strangler MO. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. But Norris is swerving, hitting cars, and just speeding out of control. Because as soon as he starts being choked out, he fucking stomps on the gas. Yeah. He floors it. I mean, Why? I, I understand he's no. in the middle of something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be a little distracted. Not the brake or not the... Just I mean, I don't stop know. the car. Oh, yeah, that well, too. even like, because he's smashing into shit. And he's yeah. Like, <laughs> if you don't have your foot on the gas, you're not going to keep going like that. That's I'm true. Just, no, it's he's... going to eventually stop. Even mm-hmm. with all the hits, the car is going to stop. <laughs> but he, well, I mean, I, I will give them it. It's a cool scene, but it is. It, <laughs> it is. makes no logical yeah. sense. But the cigarette lighter is ready. So he reaches for it and he burns Chucky's face, who can apparently feel pain in his doll body. Yeah, because he does not take it well. Not yeah. at all. But Norris breaks free, crashing through a mailbox before regaining control of the wheel. However, things get hairier than Bigfoot when Chucky starts <laughs> stabbing through the back of the driver's seat with a knife. So Norris is having to weave in and out of traffic while also avoiding being stabbed in the spine. Yeah. And then later in the genitals. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, Chucky no. goes double or nothing trying to 
stab those balls from underneath the seat. Now, <laughs> watching this, I was like, I do not have the core strength to avoid any of this. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I like, just jumped out of the car. Yeah. Fuck Tuck this. and roll, take yeah, your chances, because those grapes are getting skewered. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's just kebab. Oh, yeah. Norris eventually stops the car, though, but Chucky puts his hand on the gas pedal, forcing Norris to flip the car on its top. Chucky pops out with a knife and screams, hi, Mikey, which is <laughs> a bit much. It's a lot. And he oddly just stabs the knife next to Norris's head. And it's just there like in the seat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Norris shoots after him, but Chucky tells him that it won't do him any good because he can't hurt him. I'm like, what? That's not true. a cigarette true. lighter. You yeah. just right. got hurt. That's not right, true. But he's not going to tell him that. That's true. He's, he's like, like, you I... really fucking hurt me, dude. <laughs> He's, I'm fine. It's no big deal. But Chucky runs around the car, snatching his knife back, trying to sneak in through the broken back window. But Norris shoots him right in the chest, sending him flying back. Oddly, Chucky just bails after that. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'm no match. Yeah. A little too spicy for the pepper. Uh, come and back later. Out. And obviously, thankfully, I'd say Norris is a believer now. Yeah. Well, well he fucking better be. Yeah. He's like, I got to stop drinking. <laughs> but Karen's a liar. Right, God damn, Andy looked like a toy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn kid. The next day, though, we see Karen making her way into Charles Lee Ray's apartment. It's filled with dolls, mannequins, and covered in violent and or sexual paintings. Yeah, this dude was into some freaky shit. (laughs) I like the paintings. Yeah, they weren't bad. (laughs) I mean, to each their own. But she stumbles upon a mural of what appears to be like a voodoo priest, I guess. And there's writing that reads, oh, thank you, mighty Dambala for life after death with a dude who looks like Billy Crystal painted under it. (laughs) (laughs) Just then, though, Norris sneaks out of the shadows and scares the hell out of Karen by saying her name. It is a total dick move. It is. Like, now is not the time. (laughs) But he explains that he pulled Charles Lee Ray's file last night and learned a couple of things, including that his nickname was Chucky, which, like... Wow. That is the missing piece. That's some thorough that, police work. That, that's what you needed? Yes. Like, oh, well, that solves everything then. <laughs> what? Chucky? And he's innocent. What? <laughs> and I've heard that Chucky is a nickname yeah. for Charles. We just blew this thing right open. <laughs> <laughs> but he also learned that Chucky spent a lot of time with a guy named John Bishop, played by Ray Oliver, and he shows her a photo. Karen sees a resemblance between the photo and the voodoo priest mural. Norris then says they just have to find him before Chucky does. So to me, I don't understand why he didn't lead with the fact that in the words of Sidney Prescott, he was almost filleted last night. (laughs) And he just suddenly... I know, right? Is his brain leaking? (laughs) Why would you not? (laughs) To Karen, he just suddenly believes her overnight and she doesn't ask him any questions. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa, are we suddenly... what happened? Exactly. And also, we cannot take my car. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me why. (laughs) But in the next scene, we see John Bishop in his apartment about to make himself a cup of tea. We hear Chucky trying to get his attention and when he turns around, he sees the doll standing on his counter and he drops his teacup as we all would. Yes. But Chucky shows off his fancy new body and is like, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) According, because Chucky goes through a wide array of facial expressions. Yeah. I read from The Hollywood Reporter that Kevin Yeager, the guy that designed the Chucky doll, they made like a dozen 
different heads for Chucky to express certain emotions in certain scenes. That's cool. Yeah. Another interesting point that I read on IMDb is that Kevin Yeager, who designed the Chucky doll, met Catherine Hicks on set, who plays Karen, and they got married a year later. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so cool. Yeah. So Child's Play, guys, is a love story. <laughs> hey, <laughs> now it there is. you go. Yeah. But unfortunately for Chucky, he explains that the gunshot from Norris hurt and even bled, and he wants to know why. John explains that the longer he stays in this body, the more human he'll become, which obviously enrages Chucky, who tells John that he got him into this mess and he's going to get him out of it. I had read that in the original script. They expanded on that even more. Hmm. And like as the movie goes on, Chucky starts getting stubble. <laughs> and uh, like in, at the end, and I'm obviously not going to spoil right. anything at this point, but... At the end of the movie, his hairline is even oh further back because really? his hair was going to start receding. He was going to start getting stubble. We, but Brad Dorif didn't have. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> he had a full head of hair. I don't he understand. Did. He did. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's... It's funny how the changes made. You're very happy that they. Oh, no. Yeah. That would have been weird. It so really now he's been. like, fuck, I got to shave. Yeah. Like now my, I'm losing my hair. You've I am been a, a doll. Yeah, you've been a doll for three days, dude. Yeah. Chill out. It's I like, read what? that they have said that only about 50% of the original script made it into Child's Play. And I guess it was the the good, the greatest yeah. hit. Yeah. <laughs> but John tells him that he can't help because Chucky is an abomination against nature who perverted everything he taught him and must be stopped. He runs into the living room and picks up the phone. But Chucky follows him holding a voodoo doll of John. And Chucky's got the goods on him. Yeah. yeah. Chucky breaks the doll's leg and John's leg snaps and he falls to the floor. So Chucky's like, you shouldn't tell customers where you hide <laughs> stuff like this, John. So did John really? You really shouldn't. Did he no, have... you shouldn't. <laughs> Was there a voodoo doll of himself in his apartment? Or did Chucky have that at his apartment, go pick it up the night before after fucking with Norris and bring it? I, I thought he it was in John's apartment. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And he's well, like, "Well, he's I like, hit the cabinet before yeah, I came yeah. in here." He's like, hey, Charles, I uh, keep a voodoo doll of myself in here, <laughs> just you know, for funsies. Well, I guess that just kind of like leads us to believe that he wasn't a bad guy, right? You know what I mean? That he was just his friend and teaching him, you know, what he knew about voodoo and whatever, because mm -hmm. he's upset about it. He's mad that he's yeah, used. True. This. Yeah. So. Charles Lee Ray flipped it and reversed it yeah. into what we see now. Right. I'd like to know if there is legitimately a good reason for a voodoo practitioner to have a doll of themselves. If anyone knows our practices or whatever, yes. please yes. let us know. Very interesting and would love to know that. Absolutely. But Chucky once again demands that John tells him what to do. And when he refuses, Chucky breaks his arm. He gives him one last chance, holding a knife above the doll, and John finally gives in. Why is Chucky's knife so decorative? Yeah, I <laughs> did don't you know. notice it yeah. has like a like a design on it? Yeah. yeah, but John tells him that he has to transfer his soul out of the doll into the body of the first human being he revealed his true self to. First of all, how convenient. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and specific. But Chucky clarifies what he just heard and then laughs realizing he has to transfer his soul into Andy's body. Then he very awkwardly says that he has to go because he has a date with a six-year-old boy. Bad choice. Of yeah. Very bad. <laughs> like you had three writers on this screenplay yeah, this and everyone's is... like, that's fine. John's like, now I'm really calling you. <laughs> yeah. <the police." laughs> yeah. Hello, Chris Hansen. <laughs> 
But he tells John that he has a date with death and stabs the doll in the chest. We then see John bleeding out, clutching his heart. Now, this is just a cool scene. I mean, yeah. it is. Uh, this is another one, hmm. obviously, scenes that we used to act out <laughs> as kids. And it was more of a, like, again, yelling lines at each other. <laughs> From the moment he, like, comes into the window till when he dies. Mm-hmm. This is this whole scene is beautiful. Yes, like, it is. And it is. That was just. This is more dialogue we used as kids. Just, right. You know what I mean? How do you want it? Broken leg? <laughs> and we would just constantly say shit to each other for no reason. The crazy thing is, you see animatronic Chucky. You see them switch him out for an actor wearing a Chucky mask. Mm-hmm. But the editing is so seamless that oh, no, you yeah. just accept it all. Yeah. Again, the marriage of all these effects is just yeah. great. And. I remember we talked about it on Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. when you're like, oh, that's a child. That is a doll. Yeah. That's a child. That's a doll. Right. You don't feel that no, here. Not like at it's, all. It's, it fe- and it's ridiculous to say because it's a fucking murderous talking doll, right. but it feels real. It feels <laughs> no, like that yeah, doll is really standing yeah. there talking. I'm scared for John. <laughs> <laughs> but in the next scene, we hear sirens blaring as Norris drives Karen to John's apartment. They burst in and find John bleeding to death on the floor. Karen kneels down and John tells her it's too late and that she must save Andy. He says that she has to kill Chucky before he can say the chant and that the only way is through Chucky's heart, which at this point is almost human now, and then he dies theatrically. So hurt Chucky's feelings? Yes. (laughs) Just fucking roast him. In the next scene, we're at the psych ward and Andy's looking out his window after hearing a noise and he sees Chucky climbing up the stairs to an adjacent building. Why do they have him locked up like it's a prison? I don't know. Yeah, I was a little confused with that too. What's I was the like, situation I don't... here? Is this I think that a we... detention center? It looks like like a what, a psychiatric <laughs> ward or something? Mm-hmm. I what I think happened is at lunch. Andy went Rorschach and he's like, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. And then we got to get they're this like, kid we need a cell. We cannot let this happen again. But Andy calls out for Dr. Ardmore saying Chucky is coming to kill him. Ardmore talks to Andy through the door saying he doesn't see anything. And then he gets paged and rushes off. Andy collapses to the floor crying saying Chucky's going to kill him. Honestly, the best work that this kid has done the whole time. Yeah. I was going to say, I just want to point out the fantastic child acting here because yes. I don't know if they were like, you're never having ice cream again. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> they told him, but that crying looked was, real. Yeah, yeah it was I, like super like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Poor kid, man. I do have a sad story that I read in The oh, Hollywood no. <laughs> Reporter. Apparently, according to the producer, Tom Holland just yelled at him saying if he didn't get it right that they would shut down production. And then they asked Tom Holland about it. And he's like, eh, I guess you could say I bullied him. Uh, you know, you got to get a performance out of a kid. You, uh, I'm like, you. Uh, he is six years yeah, old. No shit. And he looks like his world is crushed. Like, I thought he was like, we're going to kill your whole no. family. Like, <laughs> What if he did? That's God how hard damn. he's crying. Just offer him more money like they did to Ellie in Pet Cemetery. There you go. Uh, yeah. Done. We will double. <laughs> <laughs> right. Done. That faucet. Right. Uh. I'm sobbing now. <laughs> But Chucky appears in the window outside the front desk and very conveniently sees Andy's room number is written on a piece of paper on the wall and that the keys are just readily available sitting on the desk. They couldn't have made it easier for him. No. Of course, he swipes them and unlocks Andy's door. As he heads inside, he sees what appears to be Andy sleeping in bed. 
But when he climbs onto the bed with a knife ready for some stabbing, he removes the covers only to find a pillow. <laughs> and he's so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> he gasps. And Andy just makes a break for it, scooping up the keys on his way out and locking Chucky inside. Unfortunately, all Dr. Ardmore sees is the tail end of that, just Andy running outside and locking the door. And He's got his little coat on and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, he fucking was ready to go. Yeah. It's cold in Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he screams for the staff to stop Andy. Andy, however, hoofs it to what appears to be, it looks like a morgue of some sort. Like, I don't know what yeah, room. Uh, what is this place? I don't know, but... Suddenly, a light comes on, blinding Andy, and Chucky jumps off a cabinet on top of him and then rolls underneath a gurney. That's like his special move or something. (laughs) (laughs) But Andy snags a scalpel and very gracelessly stumbles back up against the wall. He falls down like four times, (laughs) and they kept every fall in (laughs) the film. But he's very smart because he's got his back against the wall like Solid Snake. (laughs) <laughs> observing He's ready for it yeah but before he can make his exit dr ardmore bursts in picking him up and disarming him he puts andy on the table and tries to shoot him up with something i don't yeah what the fuck is I happening don't, i don't know i'm, I'm gonna still... call call some kind of i don't regulatory <laughs> yeah. something this place is this not is being not run up right. to code i'm still wondering what the hell this is like where is he <laughs> i don't <What> know fuck <laughs> he stumbled into their secret yeah yeah uh, torture room slash morgue (laughs) but the whole time andy's warning him that they're in danger ardmore learns that the hard way when chucky slices his leg causing him to fall on the floor he then puts a device on ardmore's head hooking him up for some electroshock therapy we see his face grow darker from the electricity and blood pours out of his mouth as chucky laughs and andy again makes a break for it that was shocking. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, that's not all. Like, no. Why didn't that? He just take the fucking thing off his head because he laid there for a minute before. Well, it was shocking him. <laughs> yeah. No, he laid there for a minute before Chucky turned oh. it on. He's like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is that according to Screen Rant, it took 27 takes to get the shot of Whoa. Chucky hitting the button to shock <gasps> Dr. Ardmore. Damn. Just that, because <laughs> the the hand of the puppet, I guess, what's underneath is obviously made of sterner stuff than what's on the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as they were doing it, it kept breaking through the finger. Oh. And so it was over and over. Yeah. Like, take 27. Oh, my God. But in the next scene, Karen and Detective Norris arrive at the hospital. Santos is already there, and he pulls Norris aside to tell him what happened to Ardmore and that Andy escaped. Now they think Andy did that, too. Yes. Okay. This <laughs> kid is sure. dangerous. A criminal mastermind. <laughs> but Norris asks if Santos has seen Chucky, and Santos is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but we see that Karen was talking to a little girl who apparently told her that Chucky was here and was looking for Andy. Now, this line made me laugh at first because... It's like Chucky's like, have you seen Andy? Like he's just asking all the fucking kids. Yeah, he just rocks up there. Uh, Yeah, I read that there was a deleted scene where, well, I guess a few deleted scenes where Andy makes friends with this little girl. Mm. And then later when Chucky rolls up on the scene, he tricks her into telling him where Andy is. See, that makes more sense. So that makes sense that this little girl's like, look, I fucking saw everything. I've seen him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Said his name was Charles Lee Ray. But yeah, that does make a lot more sense. But Karen tells Norris that they'll find him at home because that's where she told him to go if he was ever in trouble. 
and they rush out of there. In the next scene, we see that Andy has used the key under the mat to get inside the Barclays apartment. He blocks the door with a bench, and then we see an elderly couple riding the elevator upstairs. I, guess, I say riding, I guess taking. Yeah. They weren't like, wee! <laughs> but the wife of the couple notices Chucky is sitting in the corner of the lift and says some kid must have left it there. Her husband tells her to leave it alone, but she takes one last look after walking out, saying it's an ugly doll. The lift rises and Chucky's like, fuck you. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. Like, and this goes back to my why I enjoy villains or monsters that talk. <laughs> right. You know, smart move on Andy for blocking the door. True. Yes. But this is funny. Yes. It's no, funny. It's, it's hilarious. It's funny because Mancini said that he kind of took some influence from Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. With some of the Chucky All stuff right, because yeah. he's like, I love a villain that can crack some jokes. Well, yeah. And Chucky does. And he does. And then it kind of lends, I guess, to his character of who he was before he was in the doll. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Back in the apartment, Andy runs into his bedroom and shuts the door behind him. He then takes a page out of Laurie Strode's book and hides in the closet. Yes. We see Chucky getting off the elevator and Andy hears some commotion outside. So he grabs a baseball bat and readies it. We see Chucky come down the chimney all covered in soot. <laughs> Just an interesting entrance. I, he, yeah. he couldn't get through the door. I mean, what else is he going to do? But he walks down the hall with his trusty knife, screaming surprise at Andy. Andy takes a swing at him, but somehow misses and then abandons the baseball bat altogether. <laughs> it's like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. yeah. It was just honestly embarrassing. But <laughs> Chucky chases Andy through the apartment, which culminates in the living room where Chucky just knocks Andy out with his own baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> he knocks him the fuck out. Again. Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but Karen and Norris arrive at the building and rush toward the apartment while upstairs, Chucky rolls Andy over and starts making with the voodoo chant. We see a lightning storm surround the apartment as Chucky once again begs for the power. Norris is like, I've seen this shit before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I know that line. <laughs> Watch out for the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> but Norris and Karen break into the apartment and Karen grabs Chucky before he can complete the chant. He immediately bites Karen again. Why is that his go-to? I don't know. He bites her in the face this time. <laughs> he's small. He's got to do something. Yeah, he doesn't. There's no options, yeah. I guess. He's small. That's well. fair. <laughs> But Norris throws him off of her. Chucky rolls, unsheathes his knife, and slashes Mike right in the leg. He then disappears for a moment to regroup while Norris really milks his leg pain. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, it wasn't that yeah. bad. I don't think I can help anymore, guys. Yeah, you guys take it from here. I'm. <laughs> but he then hands Karen his spare gun for protection, and she checks on Andy while Norris searches for Chucky. Detective Norris sweeps the area, but when he stops to check under a bed, Chucky beats him with Andy's baseball bat. I'm like, why is he so powerful? <laughs> How is he He's able to do this? He's becoming more human. The muscles come first. Uh, yeah. He like <laughs> knocks Mike out. Yeah. He does. And he's a doll. <laughs> but before he can finish the job, Karen shoots him in the kneecap. When she goes for a second shot, she realizes that the gun is jammed and Chucky starts taunting her and then he launches himself onto her. Another line. Huh. Strong gun jam. He's like just constantly. <laughs> Talking yeah, shit, there man. He's just being himself, man. But they roll into the living room because Chucky loves to wrestle, man. Yeah. That's like his <laughs> shit. But they stop right in front of the fireplace and Karen gains the upper hand, throwing him into it. She barricades him in with the fireplace cover, but she can't reach the matches. Andy, 
who could totally reach the matches, just stands there frozen in terror. Karen begs him for help, and he finally rushes over, lighting a match. Chucky desperately reminds Andy that they're best friends until the end. But then Andy goes all 80s action hero and goes, this is the end, friend. You love to see (laughs) it. You love to see it. Did he really think that being sweet right at that moment was going to make Andy like, oh, yeah, I wanted you. Chucky's like, desperate. You're my, well, yeah. He's a <laughs> you're my toy, I remember place. now. Yeah. But Andy lights that match and he sets Chucky ablaze. Chucky then breaks out of the fireplace, screaming as he burns to death, which goes on for a while. <laughs> he has a long death. Uh, how sad that Andy's got to watch his toy burn. Yeah, yeah. Like, poor fuck, Andy. I really wanted that yeah, toy. Yeah, he did too. <laughs> so bad. The crazy thing is I read in The Hollywood Reporter that they used a stuntman for these shots because it would have been too expensive to burn an animatronic doll. So let's burn a human. <laughs> yeah, well, those are free. <laughs> But Karen holds Andy as they look at Chucky's tiny smoking corpse. Norris calls out to them and they go and check on him. Andy goes to grab the first aid kit for Norris after Karen asks him to. Mm -hmm. And then Karen fills Norris in by telling him Chucky's dead. In the kitchen, Andy grabs the first aid kit, but notices Chucky's gone. But he whispers it to himself. He's like, Mommy, Chucky's gone. (laughs) She can't hear you. I would not have sent him by himself. Yeah. No, I know that we're supposed to think that Chucky's dead at this point. Right. He would not no. be out of my yeah, sight. No, no, in sending him back into the room where yeah. Chucky yeah, where yeah. was. That. What Quest- are we doing? Questionable parenting. Yes. That's all I'm saying. But Andy rushes back and is tripped by Chucky and falls over. He turns around to see a smoking, melted, blackened like that toast at the beginning of the film. <laughs> that was foreshadowing. Exactly. Yep. Chucky brandishing the knife once again. He rushes to the bedroom and Karen tries to lock the door behind him, but Chucky is trying to break in the whole time. Thankfully, it's a no-go and he decides to run around the other side to get in through the bathroom door. Karen runs to that door, holding it closed as Chucky stabs through it with his knife. In one of the stabs, he cuts her hand up pretty good. <laughs> She's very surprised by it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's what knives do? It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but Chucky continues to stab through the door, getting closer and closer to her face, and she just screams and doesn't move. Yes. <laughs> Karen eventually, thankfully, grabs Andy and Chucky chases them through the house. In the hallway, Chucky screams for Karen to give him the boy, but Karen turns around and starts shooting at him. That's another thing, too. That was it. <laughs> give me the boy. Yeah, just give me the boy and I'll let you live. It's just that for no reason. We just thought it was the funniest shit. It's like, oh, the doll's going to kill us. Fuck it. Let's laugh. <laughs> cool. You guys had so much fun with this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She shoots his head off and shoots his body apart, but Chucky just keeps coming. She shoots him in the back a couple more times, and he stops moving finally. Just then, a wild Santos appears, and Karen instinctively points the gun at him before lowering it. Norris calls Santos into the room where he's apparently still recovering from that minor slice. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He's just still on the floor. Ah! Ooh. Yeah. Real quick, I wanted to give this movie props for hmm. having the gun run out of bullets when Karen oh, is yeah. shot. Oh, yeah. Because most of the time it's like, yeah, yeah, kept going. he would have been shot yeah. 15 yeah. times. Unlimited ammo. Yeah. But Santos calls an ambulance for Norris and then tells him to fill him in on what happened. Norris tells him that Andy was right and Chucky was alive, but Santos doesn't believe it. Well, it sounds crazy. Of course. Yeah. But it's like, how long have you worked with him? Yeah. You don't believe him? Yeah. And then there's... The damn doll is yeah. there. Yeah. Like a, yeah. 
Because he does. He goes and checks it out. He looks. But when he's looking at the doll, Norris tells him, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Of course, Santos touches it. Yeah, of course. He, he just said not to literally. fucking Can't touch listen, it. Can yeah. He picks up Chucky's head and he brings it back into the bedroom, setting it on top of the television, saying there's no way it's alive. Out of nowhere, what's left of Chucky's body bursts through the vent and grabs Santos by the throat, following the instructions of Chucky's severed head. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, choke him, choke him out. Yeah, just strangle him. Yeah. It's great. It is. But once again, falling back on his strangling yes yeah. which i appreciate yeah it's muscle memory at this point yeah it's like you know what we like <laughs> but karen eventually throws him off of santos but the body gets up and starts to walk toward them karen reminds norris to shoot chucky in the heart which he does finally killing him chucky's head says his last words hi i'm chucky want to play and the voice gets distorted as i guess the battery dies it sounds super cool oh yeah Norris then asks Santos if he believes him now, and he obviously does, but he's like, but who's going to believe me? Valid question. Very fair. We hear sirens approaching as all four of them stand up. Karen and Santos carry Norris out as Andy surveys Chucky's corpse. Karen comes back for Andy, who gets one last look at Chucky as the door closes. The frame freezes, we fade to black, and the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of Child's Play? Poor Andy, man. I know. He's just there like, fuck. Well, and he looks at Chucky I wanted like, it. this isn't over. Yeah. That's His childhood's over, though. Well, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> and the ending is so abrupt. Yeah. Like, I feel like at the beginning of the movie, we're dropped into immediate action. Right. And then at the end, they're like, we've told our story. Have a good night. Well, <laughs> like, it's 87 just minutes. Yeah. yeah. Out, get, grab. Again, I said it earlier. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. I won't lie, me watching it as a kid clouds my judgment of it. <laughs> I get and that. It, and, it, and I try to tell myself, I was like, I'm not going to, but it still does. It's, it's <laughs> going to. But I like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like learning all the things, like the little tidbits you put in and you say stuff. And then about how you're talking about the animatronics and everybody like, it's like, damn, this is, you know, really yeah. a lot of work went into this. And this is, it looks good. Mm-hmm. And then like you were saying, babe, about them switching between the person and then yeah. the, like and you can't tell it's seamless yeah and it's great yeah i i really really am surprised by how much i love this movie and it's like i feel bad because i haven't watched it in so many years because i really lumped it in with the ridiculousness that the franchise becomes mm-hmm. you were wrong i was <laughs> and it's really not fair because this first one is really great yeah and it's like surprising that for a movie made in 1988, like you said, the work that they did with the doll yeah. is so impressive. But yeah, it's you asked me what I thought of it. It's, <laughs> it's a really great movie. And if you haven't seen it in a long time, go watch it again because it's not probably what you're thinking it yeah. is. If you're anything like me, it's not what you're thinking it is. I agree, both of you. I was in the same boat that you were with kind of comparing it to like Seed of Chucky yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you don't need to do that. No. Those are... Yeah. And they, they do get ridiculous. <laughs> yes. They get pretty ridiculous. And no, I know this one is like a solid story. No, I, yeah. I know that those films have an audience that loves them. Right. I just know that they're not for me. I right. like... It was almost the same thing that I said about Nightmare on Elm Street where I liked 
Freddy being scary. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like Chucky being scary. I don't need to see him having a family and like. <laughs> yeah, I think he smokes weed in one yeah. of them and they're hanging out. And in it's one like, of them, what? he jerks off. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, that's I don't want that. How, you, how are you going to be scared <laughs> of. Too much. Yeah, I watched you. I <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but I think that's kind of my thing is that this movie is still scary. And the smart thing, and I think the other reason why those movies aren't successful for me is that they use Chucky as Chucky sparingly. Yes. Yeah. In those yeah. movies, he's like the main character. Yeah. They're yeah. like, we want more Chucky. <laughs> exactly. But in these, it's like almost like the shark from Jaws. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you see him like moving in like out, out of the frame like a little bit, you know? Or even Freddy Krueger in the original yes. Nightmare on Elm Street. He's used just enough. Yeah. He's honestly, Chucky is the doll as much as he is Charles Lee Ray for like probably amount, the same amount of time. Right. Yeah. For half the movie, you just got to take Andy's word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this movie's great. Um, I do have some issues with the script. I think it comes down to the edit, I guess, yeah. from what it was at two hours. There's stuff, questions that I have that right. I would like, you know, but it's a solid movie, which I guess brings us to ratings. Not to repeat everything I just said, <laughs> this movie has a lot of strengths. There's a reason why it's got this cult status. A lot of people consider it a horror classic because a lot of the stuff they did was revolutionary right. as far mm-hmm. as the effects were concerned. Right. And it still looks great, still oh, holds yeah. up today. Mm-hmm. I would very much recommend you watch this film if you've never seen it. If you have seen it, go watch it again. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Again, though, the only thing I do have some issues with the script, I would like some points a little more fleshed out. I didn't grow up with this the way that you did. Right. This, you know, we had Halloween, you had Child's Play. Right. Right. But it's still great. So, out of 10 good guys PJ sneakers, (laughs) I'm going to give Child's Play 7.5 out of 10 good guys PJ sneakers. And I will now (laughs) open the floor to you again not gonna (laughs) go through it all again but this movie to me really is impressive Mm -hmm. and like i said i feel some guilt about being like ah, child's play it's a it's a fucking doll whatever it's like no (laughs) they did a really good job yeah they told a really intriguing story Mm mm-hmm the acting was good. Andy is used a lot and he's not annoying because we've, oh, yeah. we've talked before about how a bad child actor can ruin a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really great. <laughs> uh, so with all that being said, on a scale from one to 10, good guys, PJ sneakers. <laughs> I'm going to give Child's Play eight out of 10 good guys, PJ sneakers. John Paul. All right. So... I'm going to suck this movie's dick for a little bit. Oh, my God. So just kind of, you know, bear with me. This movie is my childhood. This is, like I said, me and my brother, me and my older brothers chasing each other around, you know, screaming (laughs) shit, you know, at each other. Yeah. And it's somewhere where I used to live. So Mm -hmm. it also means something to me because it's like, hey, I lived there. I know, you know, I know that. But- like they're they've used child's play in music and in like even the original uh ghetto boys did mm-hmm. a song which uh one of their original members bushwick bill he uh has a song it's called chucky <laughs> and in that song it's him 
as Chucky, and he's talking about how he's going to kill people. <laughs> like Bam Like, I guess. But I mean, like, the song is him. Right. And he's calling himself Chucky, and he's saying all these crazy things, what he's going to do, how he's going to kill your kids, how he's going to this and that. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell he loves this movie. And Three Six Mafia heavily uses sound bites of this movie and different songs they have. And even though you can tell that's Chucky laughing or that's <laughs> something Chucky's saying, you know what I mean? And you yeah. hear it and you're like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? But this movie, the nostalgia is always going to get the best of me when of it comes course. to it. And I know, you know, some people might not like it or they might or they, you know, it's just all right or whatever. But to me... This is great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This movie, I'll watch it all the time. I'll recommend it to anybody. I'll, like I said, fellatiate the movie. It's all right. <laughs> um, so after all that, I'm sure you know what's coming. Of course. <laughs> but I'm going to give this movie, out of 10 good guys PJ sneakers, uh, I'm going to give this movie 10 of them <laughs> because I love it. And like I said, I know it's not the best movie, but for me, it's one of the greats. Right. Like, I love it. You know what I mean? I respect that. Yeah. You love to see it. You love oh, to yeah. see it. And like I said, there's, and and I won't name all the, the music, the songs and all that, but mm -hmm. like I said, you see not only in movies that this influenced, you see it in music as well. You hear it. You right. see that these people are using this there. You know what I mean? Using Chucky's sound bites when he's laughing or when he's talking shit or whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's like I said, this man dedicated an entire song <laughs> to <laughs> Chucky. And it's not like any of the new Chucky, like the oh, Chucky yeah, and all that. It's course. OG Chucky. Right? Right. To where it, yeah. <laughs> to where like he's saying this crazy shit and you're like, you know what? I could see Chucky doing some shit like that. <laughs> but I, I that just demonstrates the cultural impact. No, yeah. No, I feel yeah. like it was definitely a game changer. Yeah, just undeniable. Mm -hmm. Well that's all from us at Pod Mortem. What would you rate Child's Play and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Pod Mortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Windigo Getter patrons. And remember, even if their claims seem to be far-fetched, maybe it's a good idea to listen to your kids. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned until after the music. We want to give a very special shout out to all of our Windigo Getter patrons and a sincere thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Houston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Gary Fender, Jordan Nash, Kenton Allison Morton, Guy54, and Lala Thomas. Thank you all so Woo! much. All right, thank, thank you. you guys. Thank you. Seriously means the world. Beyond. Beyond the world. It means yes. the universe, actually. The fucking galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we know supporting a podcast isn't easy, but you all make it look like child's play. hey <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> thank you all, and until next time. <laughs>